When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, number one, Gary's in charge. That's my headline for this one. That's a that's an issue? No, it's a it's a pressing topic because of this. Oh, so these aren't all issues. No, they're pressing topics. Got as it. training okay. camp starts. I so saw the they're not issue issues. And you were gonna No, no, no. The these are the pressing topics of are things gonna change? Are and some of these are issues that are of concern and some are just topics. Uh, Dex, I think we have to change the headline on this video here I too. So. I feel like it's misleading if we use the word issue, because issue oh, yeah. to me is a negative connotation. We would never we would never want to mislead <laughs> on a headline for a uh, video. <laughs> Ever, ever, ever. No. All right, so Kubiak assumes control from Stefanski of the offense, or does he? Or does he? Because, all right, Kevin Stefanski got the Browns job after last year, in part because he did a very good job of executing and play-calling the offense for the Vikings, Phil Mackey, in 2019. We all agree on that, right? Mm-hmm. But as we talked about at the time, whose offense was he executing? It was Gary Kubiak's. Mm-hmm. So now Kubiak goes from being an advisor for Stefanski and the offense to basically being the guy calling the plays. And Zim, on his uh, Zoom call on Saturday, was asked about this and about the changes and about, you know, is it going to be really different with Stefanski gone now? And his quote was, uh, I'll just read part of this. Offensively, it's not going to change hardly at all. Gary was... <clears throat> very, very influential in everything that we went about offensively. I'm not trying to take anything away from Kevin, and it was basically Gary's offense, and a lot of things that were installed was Gary's offense. If you're the Browns, I wonder how you feel about that. They're basically okay. saying, if you're the Browns, hey, we love Kevin, and but. you listen to to Score North or Mackey and Judd or Collar at all, you knew, you knew that this Gary, was, was Gary's show. Gary's show. So so the question is, what changes are we going to see from Coobs? And the answer is, I think we will see some play calling be a little bit different, Phil Mackey, but I don't think we're going to see anything that we're going to say on opening day if we get there. Yeah. Wow, that's a surprise. And I think, I think the continuity of Gary Kubiak just stepping into that role it's great for Kirk Cousins. It's great for the remaining offensive linemen. It's great for Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. Uh, I, this is just not the offseason to be installing something new. And the fact that the Vikings can roll a lot of their key pieces into year three of a similar system anyways, um, or at least year three in terms of similar personnel and for sure year two of a system, it's a good thing. All right, that's, that's item number one. Yes. You like that? You like that? Pressing topic number two as the Vikings report to training camp on this Tuesday. Will Dalvin show up? 
All right, I'm very confused. In early June, Dalvin's reps through ESPN basically said he's done participating in anything until he gets a new contract. On Saturday, on the Zoom call, Zimmer said he's showing up on Tuesday. Who told you that, Mike? He did. On Saturday evening, Dalvin's representatives, again working through Bristol, Connecticut, said, congratulations to Mike on his contract extension. He never talked to Dalvin. All right. So, but it never said he's not showing up. And then yesterday, I guess, Zim w- went on a, um all-sports station that is based in St. Louis Park, and he said, I never said I talked to Dalvin. All right. I'm going to cut through all, I'm going to swim through all the crap for you. Dalvin will show up because he wants to be an unrestricted free agent after 2020. But it is a question, and, and Phil, the last thing about this that's going to be very interesting to see is it's been floated out there that guys like Kittle and Cook, who don't have new contracts, are going to show up and then refuse to participate in practice, to which I have one question. Aren't you violating your contract? And what would the value of, if, if, if there is a clause, a contractual clause that says you must show up to training camp to trigger th- that year of service, right? Why would there then be a loophole that says, I mean, if you just like physically show up and wear, I don't know, socks with sandals and stand on the sideline, you're good. You're good. I feel like you should have to at least participate in a practice. Yeah, I'm Or all of the practices. I understand why Dalvin Cook is looking to leverage this point in his football career to make life-changing money. And you could argue maybe he's made life-changing money to this point. He's made like $5 million in his NFL career through the first handful of years. Um, so I, I get it from his perspective that this is his one shot. He was put on earth to play football. This is his shot professionally mm-hmm. to set himself and family up for life. And the Vikings have to say too bad. Like the Vikings have to say, yeah. dude, like yeah. you're under contract this year for a couple million dollars. We'll figure out 2021, whether it's us or somebody else, like you'll get another contract in the NFL. But for this year, for many different reasons, we just need you under contract for $2 million. I agree like, with you completely. The salary cap's sorry. going down. Not going up, going down. So that is item number two. Football. Item three. What, one of the biggest questions probably go, going into camp, assuming that we do play a season, replacing Stefan Diggs. All right, so Stefan, unhappy here, forces a trade to Buffalo. The Vikings get four draft picks picks back in March at the time. I think we all looked at Spielman and said, pretty good job there, right? I mean, that's a pretty good job. Four picks for a guy that you knew was trying to get out of town. And then in the first round of the draft, they take uh, Justin Jefferson, who is going to start the training camp on the reserve slash COVID-19 list. Um, all right, so so they signed Tajay Sharp, right? BC Johnson might be good, but this comes down to one thing, I think. Can Justin Jefferson step in day one and not be Diggs because he's not going to be, but be the compliment to Thielen where he is damn good? Because I don't see a workaround here where if if Jefferson struggles, and believe it or not, we have seen Vikings first-round receivers in the past struggle. If Jefferson struggles in year one, I don't see a great workaround to it's going to be fine. So really the question becomes how quickly can Justin Jefferson – 
replace Stefan Diggs to the point where the Vikings offense can operate as efficiently in the past. Yeah. And I actually think in terms of making up for the absence of Stefan Diggs, I don't think it's 100% on Justin Jefferson. I think it's probably like 40 or 50% on Justin Jefferson, which is that that seems like a fair ask for a first round draft pick who's highly touted to put up huge numbers in college. And I honestly think the other 40 or 50% is Partially Adam Thielen just staying healthy for a full year. Sure. In any remaining chunk of that pie, let's call it 30%, is Irv Smith. I think it's time for Irv Smith to take a step forward and and be more of a force in the Vikings passing game. So mm-hmm. I'm not I'm obviously not saying that Irv Smith is going to do the exact same things that Stefan Diggs does, but in terms of overall productivity in the passing game, it can't just be that Justin Jefferson, you got to make up for Stefan Diggs. It's it's partially Justin Jefferson, it's partially Adam Thielen's health. And then it's partially Irv Smith maybe emerging as a go-to pass-catching tight end in the NFL. And he's damn good, too, so yep. that's very possible. I don't think I would ask for much more of Kyle Rudolph at this point in his career. Like, Take what you He's get. good. Yeah. If he can catch 30, 40 passes and... Just can't really jump. That's fine. He no just vertical. has to just stand the in the back corner gone. of the end zone yeah. and catch touchdown passes. But it, that's it, all but we need from it, him. It's important that Jefferson is perceived as a threat because if opposing teams can roll their coverage plans... To 19 too much, that becomes a bit of a problem. Football. <laughs> Pressing topic number four. Where will Cleveland land? You like that? Wow. Ezra Cleveland, second round pick by the Vikings. He is the, without a question, I think, he is the left tackle of the future. And, of course, when the Vikings drafted him, there was talk about, is he going to be moved to guard for 2020 so the, that uh, Riley Reef can stay at left tackle? Are they going to try and shift Reef to tack or to guard so that, that Cleveland can start from day one at tackle? But with no OTAs, no camps, basically no preseason games, uh, I, think it's a, I think it's a real question of, is Cleveland going to be expected to start on day one now, or are they, they going to be comfortable basically having him be the backup for most of this year to Reef at left tackle and then assume that job in 2021. I think if you get too uh, grandiose with your plans of let's just move this guy here, it's one thing to have that guy on the field all summer and spring and do those things. It's another to ask a kid coming in, hey, we're going to play a guard for a a year. Uh, So I think it's a viable question about where Cleveland is going to play, and I think there also is the question of, are they going to expect him to play much in 2020, or is this yeah. going to end up being a learning season? That, that That's actually my biggest question. In a normal season, I actually don't think it's a stretch to say that he would start week one, at, whether it's guard or tackle. Mm-hmm. This season, because we're sitting here, and it's the last week in July, and they have yet to really get their hands on him at all, you know, at, until last week. Um I think the question is, does he start at all in the first month of the season? I think he's going to play. Like, he's going to play, and they're going to need bodies, and there's going to be injuries, and guys are sure. going to test positive for COVID. But do like, you move him off? Of, do you consider him going off of tackle? And, and in, in Reef's case, too, if the plan had been in the spring to move Reef to guard, I don't think that's a uh, fair ask now. Because I think the last time he played guard was in college at Iowa. Yeah. So I would I would probably look with because this is the last year of Riley Reeves' contract and he's been he's got two years he, left actually well but they can cut him but after this yeah. year yeah I mean this is the last year of yeah. I think the guaranteed money that matters so um, and and I would just I would probably instead of looking to have one guy learn a position in the NFL for the first time and then another guy relearn a position he hasn't played in a long time I would keep the left tackle stability early on mm-hmm. and and by stability I mean it's he's not spectacular at left tackle but. He's reliable enough. He's not a disaster. He's not TJ Clemmings. 
I would I would start with Riley Reef at left tackle and then go from there with whatever happens in training camp. And our and our last pressing Football. topic on offense. The defense comes tomorrow, FYI. Our last pressing topic, Vikings offense reporting to training camp today. Speaking of guard, are you familiar with the works of Drew Samia? Because if you're not, you should be. My, my guess is opening day, unless he absolutely falls flat in camp, that Drew Samia is going to be your starting right guard. Now, he got into two games in 2019, and he played on the offensive line in one game, but he played a good share, a good percentage of the snaps in the, that last game against the Bears when the Vikings had a playoff position locked up. Mm-hmm. Um, but Josh Klein is gone. The Vikings seemingly did not do a thing to address with, with a veteran the right guard position uh, during the summer. And so there's going to be a competition there. Dakota Dozier, um, Drew Samia, but I think the opening day right guard is Samia. My question is at left guard then, if you don't shift things around, do you come back with Elfline or do you try and create a competition there as well? Are, are we ready to deem Elfline a total bust at this point? Or Because I'm actually... No, not yet. I think he's been really, really bad for the most part the first two years. But I am willing to give him... I, I think we're pretty, we're pretty... I think in this 2020 social media era, it's really easy to just cancel somebody in anything. And I think we do it with young athletes where we just, well, a guy's bad as a rookie, and so he's canceled. Sure. Or he's bad after his first couple of years, and so get him out of here. I'm willing to give him a few games a month or two to see if there's some improvement. Because he was very highly touted as an interior offensive lineman was, coming out of Ohio State. he was good State. his first year. And, so, and then he, he got, got hurt a, a couple separate times. He I think he cracked his shoulder pretty badly in the uh, conference title game. Uh, but he was pretty good that first year at center, got moved to guard, and struggled. To answer your question, I'm fearful he's not good, but I would give it another shot. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be in, in it for 16 games if it doesn't work well, but I would definitely, I would think that on day one of camp that he's going to be the starting left guard, and they're basically going to challenge him to lose that job. Football. Those are my five pressing concerns, or I'm sorry, me. Issues, not concerns. My five pressing issues on the offensive side of the Mr. ball. Mr. Negative. For the Just Vikings. knee jerks to the word The concern. five pressing mm. defensive issues come tomorrow, and let me tell you. Are they, they, are they all issues, or are they topics? To- yeah, it's big for They're topics. Okay. social media. Okay. It doesn't. What is it? Well, no, issue is a, I think okay. is a negatively connotated okay. word. Five pressing. An, we have an issue we need up. to talk about. I'll clean this up. Yeah, but that's the way you said it. Right. If somebody well, an issue. if somebody texts you and says, "Joe, we have an issue we need to talk about." Do you think, "Oh god, here it I'm comes." Screwed. I or, would, or do you think, "Oh, someone wants I would to talk send, about a topic." I would send a note back saying, "Do you consider that to be a pressing issue?" <laughs> hey, we need to talk a little. Anyway, we're, you're screwed. Anyway, <laughs> defensively, five pressing topics come go. tomorrow and they will start they will start not on the field, but on the sideline. Football with the coaching staff. A little tease for you for tomorrow. Nice. Right. nice. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. 
All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at onepeloton.com.